Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Good morning, Kicksters. It is Thursday, and you are with the Morning Kick Excite Media's daily show, bringing you some business inspiration. And when we do that, we're not just trying to find things that will help you deal with COVID-19. We're also trying to inspire you and give you a reason to look forward with your business. You got into business because you had a passion for something. You're wanting to make a difference. Maybe it was in your community or in your industry, and that's what we want to do today. Really pleased that we can welcome to the show Peter Irvine. Peter, thanks very much for joining us on The Morning Kick. Well, great to be here, Andrew. Uh, one of the things I like about Peter is that he has a diverse background, but I can't think of starting work at the age of 14, Peter. I still remember just playing around soccer at school, but you were getting into the workforce, and 50 years later, you've done marketing, you've had a national and international business. What's life been like as a businessman over those 50 years? What have you seen come and go? Oh, well, I've seen many recessions come and go. Um, in fact, I had a young guy uh, say to me during the global financial crisis, this is the worst recession I've been in. I said, you're not old enough to have been through any other. I've been through a lot and I'm still here today. And it sort of was a wake-up call for him. So, yes, there's been those. We had a fire in Gloria Jean's coffees have burned everything to the ground. We had banks wanting money paid back. We had media tearing us apart uh, right through advertising and Gloria Jeans and even a bit after that as well. One of the things we're going to encourage you to do is visit uh, Peter's YouTube channel. We'll put the details on the screen a little bit later. And he tells the story of how he worked his way up through the marketing agency, became the managing director in the last two years. That must have been an experience. You were working with some big brands in those times. Oh, yes. Well, when I started at 14, I mean, it was a small agency, print primarily, uh, maybe a little bit of outdoor, but then it grew and became a large, one of the largest uh, television, radio, outdoor, print, everything. And we launched McDonald's into the country, but we had the Wrigley Company, SC Johnson, uh, you know, all types of brands you could think of from building products to government to financial. So it was quite an experience, quite a good learning experience. And so you're responsible for the golden arches on every corner. I will deal with that another day. Peter, I wanted to ask you today about focusing on what matters, because you and I are both hearing that there's a lot of people overwhelmed in business at the moment. They've got to focus on their business. They've got to focus on themselves and they shouldn't lose sight of family. Can you walk us through some of the things that you would suggest people look at when they're really trying to work out what to do next in business? Because you can't do everything, can you? Yeah, well, in our short time, let me try and cut it down to a few things, not necessarily in order. One thing I'm reminding business people is that the global financial crisis, but at the same time, the growth of social media has changed the way we do things forever. In the past, when we've had recessions, it's taken years, but it's gone back to normal. There was no normal because, as you know, digital, you're very much involved in that. 
is a whole new world where people research, they buy. It doesn't mean the end of the retail physical stores, but it's retailers are still slow to embrace how to use that. And so we've got this coronavirus now, which means all our businesses have to totally rethink everything we do. And it's encouraging, even where I live now, the amount of businesses here, from even a hotel, you know, pub that's closed, they've got a drive-through, they're selling fruit and vegetables and chicken products from the chicken butchery inside. Uh, that's just one place. Um, there, there are people doing things, home delivery, um, you know, touch and go, uh, like some didn't have credit cards, they want it now because they don't want to have people touching things. It's just changed the mindset. And the interesting thing is Maya, you know, had to go online and have phenomenally seen huge increases in sales, like huge increases in sales, but and no one would have expected it. And so we're seeing that. And I, I read something that was on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. If you focus on problems, you'll have more problems. But if you focus on solutions, you'll have more opportunities. And we're all about okay. uh, now these days is uh, helping people solve what they need to do today, you don't throw the vision out, but what you've been doing in the past is not working now. People are thinking differently. And it's interesting when you look at the product categories that are growing. And I've reminded a couple of beauty sort of people I know working in the beauty industry where their business sort of died when the shop closed. I said in past recessions, beauty is one of the categories that go because women actually want to feel and look good. We don't even think of that. I read one local paper where bike shop sales are going through the roof because parents Absolutely. are buying the kids to get a bit of exercise you know the isolation thing but <laughs> we're on our own type thing but um that sort of thing bcf promoted over the easter weekend to camp out in your backyard and I've, i don't know how many people i've spoken to already since easter who actually had a camping in their backyard with their kids so you can sow ideas and you can think differently and and you know people in business i actually read this great uh, uh, verse in the in the bible in the message version it says god i have a lot more to tell you things you never knew existed this isn't a variation on the same old thing it's new brand new something new you'd never guess or dream up when you hear this you won't be able to say i knew it all along so there are ideas being birthed and uh, and i'm getting ideas for people that i'm helping and i've learned that we need to not be um, yeah, we need, well, ask ourselves, are we a thermometer or a thermostat? Are we setting the temperature? Very good. Or are yeah. we just adjusting to what's happening? And too many people are just adjusting. And, and I was reminded that there are some six major businesses in the world, and there's probably more, and where did they originally start? In a garage. You know who they were? Apple, Google, Amazon, Harley, Disney, and Mattel, one of the largest toy companies, you know, in the world. So it's all about innovating and when you when people are down and you suggest ideas they never thought of some get really excited and others go we could never do that i said you're going to have to you don't have a choice and it's forced churches online now they're in they're they're in innovating in other ways to connect with their people and other people sorry i took a no, bit you're, wrong no, you're, <laughs> sorry. you're absolutely right and i love the enthusiasm because that's what we need right now it was interesting uh, across different areas this whole thing of being in isolation has been talked about as being in a bubble but as business owners, we can't afford to be in a bubble. We need to look outside and see those opportunities. Uh, just recently on LinkedIn, I saw a report on the biggest e-commerce categories that are going through the roof. As you said, beauty is right up there. Uh, bread makers are sold out globally. There you go. There's a new opportunity for you. So we can't afford.
afford to stay in the bubble, but we still need to focus. So if I'm going to look at my business about what to do next, I guess I should have had a business plan. I guess I should have had a marketing strategy. Is now the time to put one together? Oh, absolutely. And and the thing is, it's it's got to be for now. It has to have two things in mind. It has to solve a problem now and it'll radically change your business. You will have to do things you probably never wanted to do, never thought about doing. And if you don't know how to do it, get a couple of friends, you know, on the Zoom or yeah. whatever it is and ask them, what are some things I can do with my business? And we've done that and it really works well. Then you've got to implement them. Now I've got people saying, oh, will I do that now or do I wait, you know, to June? I go, now's the time, you know, like, what don't you understand? Now is the time to implement that. And I mean, you're fortunate you work in a, in a business that can connect with people very quickly. Uh, if, it was, if it's a magazine, it's next month. It takes time to come out. You can connect with them now and you've got the right message, the right offer, the right solution, the right this, whatever it is. And I love there was someone I, I picked up first, uh, you know, uh, this particular one and people may not be able to see, but I'll show you. Here's a finance broker on LinkedIn. It says, call me, finance available. It's a mortgage broker. And he's got all this toilet paper. Now, we call that borrowed Speaking interest. Speaking to it right now. Yeah. Well, it's called borrowed interest. And, you know, what was the hottest topic? Toilet paper. So people would have gone and Googled. That probably would have come up. <laughs> there we go. And, Already. But, but so all he said was, call me, financing available. He didn't have to go into a big spuel about anything. He got everyone's attention at that point in time. And some people are not willing to do that because that's not them. Well, it's going to have to be you. But the part of it is you can do this and can be part of your long-term vision. You see, you're on a journey and the vision of what God's birth is going to make happen. It's just we're being forced to do things differently. Which One of the things you mentioned better. there, you spoke about those businesses that were growing in garages. Now, there's a lot of people working from home. And in fact, I've seen a lot of advertising about how to fit out your garage right now, how to get those desks in the right place, how to be able to make sure that you've got a space away from the kids. So there's going to be a lot of cars parked in the driveway right now. But imagine the businesses that are going to be birthed during this time. New ideas are going to spring out of absolutely. it, aren't they? But new ways of marketing. New ways yes, that's of absolutely using, true. You know, digital media, new ways of using... Uh, offers new ways of bundling products, of getting together with someone else and actually offering a banded product, you know, putting two together to create a package. You know, there are so many ways of doing these things. That's absolutely brilliant. One of the things that um, I wanted to talk to you about, though, Peter, was how do we look after ourselves? Uh, one of my concerns is that there's a lot of people trying to balance family life, raising kids, uh, doing homeschooling, etc. The head must be absolutely bursting at the seams at time. How do you focus on giving yourself time for both business and family? Well, I think it's it's the same as we had before this came along. There was problems of balancing family and business, and uh, you know you have to work. You had to work at it then to make sure when you're home, you're actually home. It doesn't mean people say, "How do I stop thinking about the business?" Well, actually, you don't. But what you've got to do is you've got to focus on your kids and your wife or husband. Uh, you know, in your family situation. And, you know, in advertising, we worked long hours, but I made sure I came home. I didn't go to the pub after. Um, and on weekends, we didn't have to work that often on weekends, even though we, big agency, had a lot of work on. But I made sure I went to the cricket with the kids. Uh, we went on holidays together. And it was, it was that quality time. Now, we're spending a lot of time together. And theoretically, in isolation in Australia, we're not like some countries where it is 
tough to get out. Really locked down. Yeah. So we are allowed to sort of exercise. So we've got to get creative. And that's why bike shops are sales are hitting the roof. Um, because people at least are doing that. Um, but how do you go outside? Camping in the backyard was a unique, just it might be one night, but who says you can't do that every couple of weeks? Uh, you know, having a marshmallow, you know, in, in, in a barbecue or something, you know, outside is something different. Cooking, what's happening is a lot of cooking um, is happening. I mean, you go to the supermarket and the cake mixes and everything are gone, but I'm talking to people where the kids are, getting creative and actually interested in, in creating new things in, in the cooking area, whether it's cakes, cookies or pizzas or whatever it is. So there is, you know, it's, it's doing things together, reading something interesting together. You know, it's, you've, you've got to actually almost have a diary of saying, okay, that's school time, that's over, we've got to do yeah, our work, but what can we do? And it, it's, if you want to change a habit, uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf says you've got to do something different 10 minutes a day for 21 days. So I tried it. And after five days, I said, this is not working. Then I reminded myself it's 10 minutes a day for 21 <laughs> days. It becomes a habit. So you've got to get this program and you've got to keep doing it. And then it becomes a way of life. Peter, I want to go back to a real world example. So some people may not know you had that life working in the agency. But um, at a certain point, I forget the year, you had an opportunity to go into business and that uh, involved Gloria Jeans Australia. Mm -hmm. And at right. some point in the future, it became Gloria Jeans International. But you had a really a real life situation where your warehouse caught fire and that was going to affect franchisees and the business nationally. Can you give us a bit of background as to what happened and how you guys dealt with it to keep the business flowing? Okay, well, a few quick things. There's a, a lot of stories and uh, the video on the YouTube channel. Um, the YouTube channel is free to subscribe to. There's over 100 videos there now, and we're adding stuff on the coronavirus thing as well, how to go forward. Um, so 1995, I was approached about Gloria Jeans by our partners, our connect group leaders, and then 1996, we actually started. Uh, we bought the rights from the US and eventually in 2009, five bought the rights for international but in 2002 in october our whole roasting plant warehouse office burnt to the ground wow. and you know with 92 stores open and you're standing in the car park at 3 a.m in the morning going what do we do by this time i'd learned that what god births he's going to make happen so he didn't start this because of the fail but it was actually you don't know this at the time hindsight's a great thing but it was a catapult to take us to a bigger level because we at 92 stores, it was functioning okay, but to go to 400, over 400 stores in Australia, then nearly a thousand internationally, wasn't gonna happen with the facility. So the things I learned out of this was we hired carefully, so our staff were really good. We had a great bunch of franchisees. We'd honored and, and worked together with suppliers. So we saw them as partners, not as you screw the best price possible and leave them you know, angry. So they all work with us. In fact, key thing is the, the suppliers, just about all the suppliers said, you keep ordering, we know you'll pay us one day because you oh, need a good relationship. So that was great. Rela so relationships were important. Um, everyone said that you must have had a great disaster recovery because you're up and going immediately. Well, yes, I mean, in the head. <laughs> but the thing is, when you work in advertising, everything's a panic. So you go to solution mode very quickly. So I guess you're trained to do that. So together with our staff, we, we re-managed, uh, we re-engineered the staff. We got them out on the road. We said, we're going to keep opening stores. We we're talking to our insurers, the, the banks. Uh, 
as I said, suppliers. We worked with the franchisees to share product around. So every store kept growing. The problem was sales were going up because I was seeing people were seeing it on the news. And it actually yeah. the fire brought people into store. In fact, the funny thing is, one lady was ringing up our franchising recruitment guy while the fire's raging. So I can see the fire on TV. I want to inquire about a franchise. And I thought, wow, that's really optimistic. <laughs> She's the right one to, to hire as a new franchisee, isn't she? Correct. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's having the right people. It's saying, well, we've got a vision. Uh, we had friends from church ring us say, we'll loan you our office. We'll loan you our warehouse, part of our warehouse. Uh, a PR company rang us and said, I'll start wording messages to send out to the media and everyone else so they get the right message, not what the media wants to push out there. Um, so because we had the relationships, people were taking the initiative. So if you build the right team around you, you don't have to be thinking for everyone. And it worked really well. The other thing I learned is you have good insurance. Well, we had nearly good insurance. We missed out in one area, but we were recommended after by the loss adjusters to, to actually get another company. And we actually halved our insurance premiums and had better coverage. So learned something about that as well. So you come out there this other side of some learnings, but one of the things I'm hearing is a common thread. Uh, you had a lot of good PR or relationship that was sewn back into your business, probably because you and, and other members of your team had been sewing into other people as well. Mm -hmm. So it did come yeah. back to you. One of the things that um, I remember working on in 2004, which had, uh, affected the nonprofit scene at the time, was when the tsunami hit Vandarache. Mm. And at that time, a lot of the donations that normally went to Australian charities started going offshore and charities across Australia were wondering, what are we going to do? We've got to keep our systems running. We've got to keep paying our bills. And during that time, talking to suppliers was key. I was in, really impressed by printers, Australia Post and others who were willing to work with you if you talk to them. So yeah. I guess that's something business owners need to make sure. Don't um, lock yourself away. Keep talking to your suppliers. Yeah, and even um, people may be surprised at this, but even the ATO will actually work with you prior to this coronavirus thing, but especially now, they will work with you because they don't actually want to see people fail. Yeah. The end result is that we're going to come out of this the other side. So, Peter, where do you see the future? Uh, coronavirus isn't something that's going to last forever. Can you see that we're going to have uh, work differently? I saw Australia Post are hiring 2,000 more people to handle the amount of parcels mm. being sold through retail. So it looks like the economy has the potential to bounce back. There's going to be some hurt, but there's also going to be growth, isn't there? Well, absolutely. But the landscape, I believe, coming out of this is not going to go back to, uh, well, people are saying when it goes back to normal, there isn't going to be a normal what they were used to. Yes, a lot of people have now discovered success online. So there's a whole lot of ancillary business that will benefit. Um, there's still going to be room for retail, uh, solid, you know, leasing sites, et cetera, but maybe not as many uh, people are going to go back to that. Or once their leases expire, they may use those temporarily and move on. The products that will be invented out of this, uh, I believe manufacturing, some of that will come back to Australia because there's quite a few people who are sick of uh, the delays and, uh, you know, being manipulated around. So there's, there's certainly a noise there. I don't know on what scale, but there's, but all these things change the landscape. But I think probably this is the time where digital media has come into its own. 
one of the things I like, Peter, is that you're talking on this topic in a lot of the um, sessions, mentoring, YouTube videos that you're creating. So if you want to connect with Peter Irvine, go to kmomentum.com. Uh, it'll bring you to this website where you'll be able to get more information on what Peter's doing. He has speaking engagements around the country. He has resources available. And you can get a sense of exactly what Peter's about through the website. But one of the things I think would be a real encouragement to you is to go to Peter's YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and just simply search for Peter Irvine Kingdom Momentum, you'll very quickly get some of the videos that are there. And on his channel, this is where you can subscribe, click the red button. But I'd really encourage you to have a listen to this opening video. It's just under four minutes. We'll give you a bit of background to Peter and what he's been up to. Well, Peter, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you giving us some time this morning. And also, thanks for encouraging us. We need some optimism out there and some focus. I hope people can tap into the resources that you're creating online as well. You're on LinkedIn. People can connect with you there as well. Yes, correct. Fantastic. All right. Well, well thank let's you. have a talk about what we're going to do next. We've got some more guests lined up for next week, including one of the sales managers from Microsoft in the US. So we're going to be talking to Randy McCabe. He heads up digital sales in North America. So I look forward to joining you on another edition of The Morning Kick. Make sure that you're with us. Go to Excite Media's Facebook page. That's where you'll find all the information. Or you can go to our Thrival page as well, excitemedia.com.au. We'll see you then.